another edition of the Dot Comedy Podcast. I'm your host, DJ Marcus, and you are joining me live in the Dot Comedy Studios. And I'm never alone. I'm with my boy, Joey LaFaro. Joe, say hello to the people. I'm proud of you. I, 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 got, I got nervous there for a minute. I was like, is he going to hit it today? <laughs> I, I'm doing better. Okay. I'm doing better. I'm getting there. I hear it. I hear it. It's, 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 I, I got to ramp it up, man. This week, folks, we, we, we will be joined by our third mic and lovely and talented, pretty funny lady herself a little later in the show. But we have the 2016 Dot Comedy Comedian of the Year joining us in the Wait, was that the right year? You just told me like two minutes ago. Two thousand. All right, let me start over. I mean, still technically he was the last one. So we have the reigning, defending, dot comedy comedian of the year from 2015 and beyond, Mr. Chris Lawrence. Chris, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey guys, yeah, it's great to be here on Space Goes Coast to Coast 2020. Um, I. Uh, I'm very excited. No, um, actually, no, I'm very pumped. Uh, Marcus, I do appreciate how generous you were being with calling me the 2016 champ because that would have meant that I was more recently considered the funniest anything at any time. So I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's good to be with you guys. Good to see you guys back uh, in, in person-ish. Very nice. I feel like I'm present. I feel like I'm the chancellor from V for Vendetta, like I'm just talking to you and like giving just you orders head. and like, you know, and quasi racist, you know, <laughs> just sitting here barking, barking at you about, you know, uh, apprehending people that, you know, have, you know, crazy things like lesbians and, you know, gay people. <laughs> yeah. So basically I'm pretty much on brand for what's been going on for the past four years. So you're, so you're telling us to apprehend Ellen Page or Aaron Page or what, what, Aaron Paul. Elliot, Elliot Page. Elliot Page. Aaron Paul. Wow, you just went through the entire spectrum. I thought you guys said that we weren't doing anything transitional. Why are we talking about Elliot Page? Boom! <laughs> and that's... That's the kind of comedy you get from the 2015 dot comedy comedian champs, guys. That's, you know what? Um, it, it's good comedy. Dylan I'm, Meyer was in that contest and he's dead now. So I'm not saying <laughs> that I killed him. Wow. <laughs> that, that turned. But but accidents happen. Accidents do happen. Accidents, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna say he got really sad after that. But what I'm saying is. No, that's terrible. Guys, I'm just kidding. I do like Dylan. R.I.P. Wow, can we restart this? I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what? I I, I, I want to do – now I want to do a Space Goes Coast to Coast themed episode. Like, I think we need to get the costumes. No, I can't yes. fit that costume. You can fit that costume. No, I, gotta, I can't fit this shirt. <laughs> I mean – Well, because you're just – you're just cultivating mass, Marcus. Yes. You're just, you know, you're just harnessing mass. I, you're getting I'm, ready. I'm working toward the dad bod of all dad bods. I could look like a giant bug. You could. Unfortunately, you could. And then I'd be in need of intensive care. No. <laughs> That's me on the other side. No. No. All right. But, yeah, man, it's fun, man. We, we're back, guys. And, and uh, Joey. 
<laughs> Wait, no, you know what? Transition. We can't do that until we have someone sitting here yeah. that can just wear a bucket on their head and be, uh, what was his name, Voltark? Who is the guy who, there was three characters, there, he had, had Brack. I, I don't remember, Joey. And That's there was time. and there was a bug guy, and then. Yes, the bug guy. What was the, who was the guy with the helmet that lived in the fire pit? Look, look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? All I remember from Space Ghost was he had he had guests on that show that had no no right or reason whatsoever to be on that show. <laughs> they, they had no business being on that show. I just remember being like, why is Charlton Heston on this ridiculous Cartoon Network show? <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that, that, um, that, that is something I remember too wholeheartedly from that show. I just remember dying yeah. and laughing with my face hurting from from watching that show. Yeah, it's like it's like watching Between Two Ferns. It's unnecessary humor. It's like things you watch. Oh, it's just like, it's like watching Eric Andre now and going, yeah. "What in God's name is go?" Oh, he's got the other guy on that show with him, the one that killed Bill Cosby's career. I always forget his name. Hannibal um, Burris. Hannibal, Hannibal Burris. Yeah. Who, who inadvertently killed Bill Cosby's career. <laughs> I feel like that's what he's famous for now. Yeah, he, he's not funny. I don't care how you cut it. He's not funny to me. Like, I thought he was... Oh, really? A- I think he's kind of... I like his delivery. I think his delivery is really good. He was on... Um, I think he was on, like, a Little Dicky album when he's talking about rappers need to stop wearing all the chains. They need to, you know, just wear one chain. Or unless you're two chains, then you can wear two chains. <laughs> Good premise. I feel very, very weird about telling rappers to wear any kind of chain that actually is a white person. I should probably watch out for that. <laughs> yes, you should. You should not be yeah. telling any any group to wear chains. Uh, yeah, with, with uh, I got to be careful. Especially, I look like this right now. <laughs> I I look like I look like if I pan to the left, I would have like three tiki torches next to me. So I need to be careful. <laughs> Jews will not replace you. That is for certain. Yeah, sir. There's, good people, there's good people on both sides of this conversation, you guys. They're very <laughs> fine people here. What are you thinking in your head, Joey? I, I have a joke, but it's related to a topic that I don't want to get into yet. So I'm trying to figure out if I can bring it back later as a segue, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's just if you let, let's get back into the topic at hand. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, derail this. I don't want people to think this is Third Reich, the podcast, or anything like that. So we should probably get back on. So what, Chris? What have, what have you been up to since uh, since the since winning dot com dot comedian of the year twenty fifteen? Like what, comedian. I know I know dot comedy kind of kind of abruptly uh, went went on. Did I offend then, Marcus? Did, did I offend Marcus? What happened? Uh, no, he's having technical issues. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So let me start back. Um, so since twenty fifteen, let me start. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, let's, you know, look. Let's get down to brass tacks. The the the, you know, this quarantine has completely sucked. And uh at first I was doing Zoom shows and I wasn't really digging it and then I've since embraced it, but I've mixed in a couple of in-person shows and a couple of outdoor shows. So I've kind of kept my sanity a little bit. Did some, I did, you know, Auto Bar in Baltimore. I did a state theater show in uh, Maryland. Oh gosh, I can't even remember this town in Maryland with uh, the um, with um, big time in comedy. Uh, those guys are pretty cool. 
But uh, yeah, man, I mean, the one thing that COVID really disrupted, and I'm just going to shamelessly plug this because I, I, I'm surprised I haven't mentioned this. I'm probably going to mention this at least 12 times during the podcast, mm-hmm. is that um, earlier in the month, I was actually supposed to open for the legend Brian Regan. And uh, clean comedy legend Brian Regan, I was supposed to open. That got uh, that got postponed um, because of um, COVID-related stuff. But um, I am going to be host. It was supposed to be two shows, but now I'm going to be hosting four shows at Magoobies for Brian Regan on January seventh and eighth. Okay. Um, again, that's Brian Regan, R E G A N, um, at Magoobies in Timonium on January seventh and eighth. So I'm very excited He's about that. But Ronald. that's not why I came on this podcast. I didn't come on this podcast to talk about me hosting for Brian Regan on January seventh and eighth at Magoobies Joke House in Timonium. I came on to see you guys because I've missed you guys. Believe it or not, I, mean, I missed you, Marcus. I you, missed you too, buddy. You. Adonis, you adorable camera guy from UHFU. <laughs> hey, where? Speaking of speaking of celebrities, where's uh, Jason Benjamin, this the scientist from Richie Rich? Where's that guy? Did you guys finally fire him from his non-paid internship? I don't What's know who you're talking him? about. Um, he died. Oh. He died in the fire. Uh, we, we, we had a, we had a memorial service on the first episode of season two, the dot comedy podcast. Um, he you died. know what? I, I'm sorry that I am, uh, bringing up a topic. This was not on the list of topics I could not talk about. So no, no it wasn't, um, I don't know what either of you are talking about. <laughs> some, some bad blood okay. happened between, uh, in, in the background of the, the dot comedy podcast. We, we don't mention him anymore. Um, Oh, is he like the Voldemort? He, yeah, he, we don't mention his name. He doesn't have any powers. Uh, he's kind of, kind of just. He's, he's actually, he's more like Voldemort than you would think because he, he doesn't really have a job. He doesn't do anything. He just gets other people to give him more and more, and it, and he takes everything his dad taught him and just uses that against everybody. I think he is Voldemort. I would say, or you don't a, know, or you a. Don't know him. I don't Wealthy know either California of them. <laughs> he, is, he is He's no it. longer allowed on the Dot Comedy Podcast. That's, that's what I'll break it down to. He is no longer allowed. Um, he may he may step in occasionally to uh, comment on the podcast, but uh, other than that, he is not allowed. This is a new decade, new us, okay? Yes, yes. Is this, is this because he ripped up a picture of the Pope on the podcast or something? <laughs> I'm making a Sinead O'Connor reference, guys. I'm making a very topical 1991 Sinead O'Connor reference. <laughs> That's the kind of comedy, that's the Chris Lawrence 2015 .comedy champion brand right there. That, that you can experience January 7th and 8th at Goobies. Right? What, what's that? What are you guys talking about? No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> opening. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Sorry. I don't want to monopolize this. I'm just like. Uh, so are you, so are you doing a guess? You're hosting for him, though. Yes, I am. That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. You do you do you Dude, you, we love your success. Like we love yeah, I mean, we love when our our I, our our the the our dot extended dot comedy family like if you're at the cookout, we want you to be successful. Yes, definitely. We we've always we, we watch from afar. Did we uh, say who cookout. he would be at the cookout? Your white friend. My white friend? Yeah, your white friend. Just, you two white guys. It's just <laughs> 
He wouldn't be an uncle. <laughs> he just couldn't be an uncle. I feel like he'd be somebody's boyfriend. And Who? I don't know. Somebody's cousin's boyfriend. Can- Candace brought him. Candace brought him. Candace brought him. We'll just- blame Candace. <laughs> Candace brought him because she wanted to prove that uh, – that white men can come to the cookout. She she wanted to make she wanted to make everyone feel uncomfortable, so she bought the whitest white man she could. And every time he takes his glasses down to where his nose is, everyone thinks they're getting audited. It's the kind of white guy that just makes yeah. you feel a little off. <laughs> just you know what? You know what is hilarious, actually, Marcus. I'm glad you brought that up because actually, I did a show, and I'm gonna plug this guy, Tim Day. He runs this thing called the Lyrical Coffee House, which he does like spoken word gospel. But he also does clean comedy. And he we recently did this thing, this comedy show at a hotel in Baltimore that used to be an old bank. So we did a show in front of this vault. It was an old vault. I think I remember hearing that. And it was amazing. (laughs) And um I started because I was the only white guy on the lineup. And um and uh I had said something to the effect of, and I was the only white person in like in the whole room. And I said something to the effect of, hey, don't worry, guys. I know you, you're looking at me and thinking I'm the only blonde guy with glasses on the lineup. And then people laughed, you know, whatever, elf in the room. And I said, don't worry, I'm not here to do your taxes. And so that's that's why when uh, you said the auditing thing, I thought that was pretty funny. It's right on right on target, I think. It's on brand. It's on brand with what you look like. It's on brand. Hi, yeah, Chris Lawrence, H and R Block slash comedian. <laughs> oh man, but Joey, um, this week uh, was a special week. It was what? happy. It was a turkey week. Not for me. It wasn't. It wasn't a turkey week for you. So I had uh I had made some assumptions about Thanksgiving Day that didn't quite happen as planned. Okay, what happened, brother? Well, here's your chance. To we have a usual time. we have a usual like yes yes we do routine, but due to COVID, I got the vibe that that the invite wasn't there, and I can respect that. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna press for an invite that's not there. Um, so I was like, okay, so I'm not gonna do that, but I didn't have anything else prepared. Okay, and then. My plan B fell through as well, okay. and I was like, "Oh crap! I need to figure out what I'm gonna eat because everything <laughs> in my everything in my house is frozen." Mm-hmm. So I I I looked on Grubhub to see what was open. <laughs> you had a oh bachelor Thanksgiving, didn't you? Oh yes, I did. <laughs> what you have for Thanksgiving, Jesse? Um, it was hard finding something because I was supposed to be I'm supposed to be doing back on my intermittent fasting. I'm supposed to be doing keto, mm-hmm. so I was supposed to be doing that. Yes. However. Doesn't work that way all the there time. Were, there weren't a lot of options. <laughs> it was like Chinese food uh-huh. or hip-hop chicken. There you go. And I was like, do I, I – like, either way, it's going to be fried yeah. and battered. But if I get the hip-hop chicken, at least it won't be covered entirely in sugar. Mm. So I had fried chicken. Sugar chi- salt. <laughs> so I ordered, ordered hip-hop chicken, waited an hour, and then – the app said it was the food was delivered. Like I don't have no food. Wait a minute. So I went out to the to the front because I live behind behind the, the house behind the house behind the big house. So sometimes they deliver it to the to the front house. Mm-hmm. I go up there's nothing, nothing nowhere. <laughs> I walked around with a flashlight in front of the house for like 15 minutes. Someone in the daytime with a flashlight. Man, if I if someone didn't know better, I almost I could have got rolled up on. There's a police station four feet from my house. Yeah, it is. 
So, um, fortunately, so I call, first I call the restaurant. They're like, yeah, someone picked it up. <laughs> and I was like, I knew, I knew it was Thanksgiving. Gotta love hip hop. I tipped 30, I tipped 30% on the Grubhub order. Oh my goodness. So, I mean. That could have been me. That was like double, that was like double the price because you had the fee, like, like I pay the, 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 Food is like twelve dollars, but I paid another twelve dollars in tip and tax and fees. So you tripled your order. <laughs> yeah, I knew. I knew I was gonna like. I'm paying for convenience. I I got myself into. I don't. I'll deal with it. Mm-hmm. But when the food doesn't come after an hour, <laughs> so now you got me calling Grubhub trying to. I waited two hours for me fried chicken on Thanksgiving night. Wait a second. Two hours. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bonchon double fries their chicken, and it doesn't take two hours. It wasn't the it restaurant's like you fault. You should have known that something was awry. All right, so at an hour in, I realized the driver had ate, eaten my food. Like I, I could, <laughs> he must have like got the food and, and smelled it and was like, I I can't deliver this. I have to chicken. eat it. It's yeah, and he chicken. just went home. Well, when you ordered when you ordered hip hop chicken by yourself in your dark apartment, I'm assuming on Thanksgiving Day. Did Johnny Cash's version of Hurt immediately start playing? Just like, <laughs> yes, I'd like to order a six-piece with fries and a biscuit and just went, I hurt myself today. No, but it should have. <laughs> it should have. No, but it should have. Did, when you ordered the hip-hop chicken, did it come, did it come with a razor blade too? <laughs> no. That, that's dark. <laughs> Guys, that's exactly what you'll get. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so the chicken, the two hours into the chicken, never coming. So, what what happened from there, Joey? Did you did you ever eat anything? It finally, like, so after after I called, like they they got another driver. I'm like, you're gonna make sure this this guy gets it here because I don't have a lot of confidence. <laughs> the last one, yeah. Mysterio, and I'm like, is there any way to ensure this? Because I had to wait an hour to find out the other guy wasn't gonna show. <laughs> Because it all, then I realized, you know what you could do? You could actually look on Grubhub and watch the GPS. Yeah. So I literally watched the second guy <laughs> from the restaurant. <laughs> the GPS of the GPS of ordering fried chicken is starts at the farm, slaughters the chicken, <laughs> drives it to Hip Hop Chicken, deep fries it, and then sends it along its merry way. And I'm like, I can't believe that you had a chicken interception, a chin interception, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah, um, especially when there wasn't even a football game happening. Yeah. Due to Rona. Yeah. Which was another thing I actually meant to talk about, but I forgot. What's that? It's been a crazy week for the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I was going to tell you guys that we should definitely talk about why is it the Denver Broncos are forced to play a game <laughs> with the audience member in the fourth row next to the cardboard cutout as the quarterback and the Ravens, the Ravens have gotten so many passes and freaking, and I'm a Ravens fan, but they have gotten more special treatment than freaking Tom Brady. I I have never seen anything like this. They're like, Oh, you guys are sick. Oh, uh, I, I okay, think, well, we'll postpone, 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 I think postpone. the reason they postponed the Ravens-Steelers game was because both teams had issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. The The, the Ravens-Steelers game from was supposed to be Thursday night still hasn't happened yet. Well, let's be honest, too. I think the NFL realizes that the Ravens-Steelers game right now is going to be most watched for a couple reasons. One, 
It's a divisional rivalry game too. Oh, absolutely. The Steelers are 10 and 0. The Steelers are Look, and honestly, I'm pulling for the Steelers. I want the Steelers to go undefeated and I would love the Steelers to win the Super Bowl. And I'm saying this to the Ravens fan, but I'm telling you I'm going to tell you no, listen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Joey's Listen, Joey's face is throwing me off right now. I think Joey's about to have an aneurysm. Joey, listen, I'm telling you, listen, this is the reason why I want the Steelers to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. Because I am tired of these guys trucking out the 1970 who gives a fuck Miami Dolphins. Every single time there's an uh, undefeated team, they truck out these guys that have clearly been strung out on pills, have CTE, you know, are on parole, whatever it is. Like, I'm tired of watching it. I want another team to come in and go undefeated and win the Super Bowl so we don't have to hear about it. It I don't want to talk about the Dolphins. It can't be the Steelers who do the same shit. They're like, oh, we're Sixburg. We're the greatest. Blah, blah, blah. Proud history. Um, You haven't won. Four of those were, like, with the same team in the 70s when no one had a team. So... You're full of shit. You're not great. Hey, hey, hey. So the Cowboys won. I know. I will give it up to the Steelers. I'll give it up to the Steelers organization for this reason, because they have been around for, as you had said, Joey, several, several decades. They've only had like four head coaches at an entire time. So this is an ownership group that respects the process, respects the, the, the coaches. I mean, they had Tomlin. They, they had before him, they had Cowart. Before him, I guess they had like Moses and, and Methuselah. And all, but they have, they don't have, like, they, they try to act like they're this, the greatest thing ever. And like, you got lucky in the 70s and you've been standing on that number, that Super Bowl. Like, I don't need them adding an undefeated season to try and vindicate some illusion of greatness. Okay, here's my Dude. problem. Here's my problem with what you just said, Joey. You, you're, a, you're a Giants fan, am I correct? Yes. Okay, your team's trash. Just so you, just so you. First now place in the NFC East as of today. We king of the trash. Hey. <laughs> king trash. Yeah, in the land of the blind man, the man with one eye is king, okay? <laughs> Daniel Jones has one eye. He's Fetty Wap. He's the Fetty Wap quarterback. <laughs> he, has, he, has one, he has one hamstring. <laughs> but, uh, okay. Yeah, so. he's piecing it together. He's got better hamstrings than Dak Prescott. Congratulations. <laughs> This isn't our year. All right, we're not going anywhere this year. We knew going in. Cowboys fans, all we, we, we get together at the beginning of the year, and we, we say how much we're going to brag on our team every year. We sit, we, we have a meeting, and we, we, decided, we decided the levels of bragging to. This year we went, we ain't going to brag that much. We're just going to come back down. When, uh, when Dak uh, twisted both his ankles and tore everything up his knee, uh, <laughs> that went down into about four more notches. And we said, you know what? Well- this year, we're just gonna be happy to be there. We're just happy to. Be well, there. I think I think the story this year too is also like how terrible a lot of teams' offensive lines are. I mean, look at what happened to the quarterback for Cincinnati. That dude was having a gangbusters year, and they were like, "Oh, he just tore his ACL, Joe Burrow. MCL, hamstring, um, Achilles tendon, um, his, his knee his, exploded. <laughs> yeah, his his funny bone, his you know like." I was like, who is protecting this dude? What in the name of Joe Theismann is happening to these quarterbacks? <laughs> Billy Price and Bobby Hart and Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams is the only guy blocking. He's the only offensive line they have. Wow. Dude, it's it's pretty abysmal, some of the blocking that's that's occurring. But then again, look at the Ravens, dude. 
the Ravens can't protect a pocket either to save their life. I mean, that pocket collapses quicker than a than a girl's virginity on prom night before the world ended. You know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> we figured out it was our it was our coach's fault. Like it was indisputable. We, like I'm the damn that damn coach we got from Dallas. Mark Colombo can go back there and suck don't, at right don't, tackle. Don't, don't believe like he did for a decade Dude. there. I I actually I'm actually struggling like to think who produces worse coaches the Patriots organization or um or actually although I will say the the Dolphins head coach right now who came from the Patriots is actually doing a pretty damn good job uh, with I, what he I, has I, I love Joe Judge I, Joe I will Judge. fight you over him oh my goodness wow Judge okay is, well I'm look not at, here look for the, the I'm not here for the Joe Judge slander the creator of the Simpsons is a no, that's no that's Mike Judge I, you know I will say this what's his face the the head coach of the Lions is complete trash oh yeah Matt Patricia <laughs> he got fired this week <laughs> oh he did yeah yeah they cleaned house and the GM don't get out of here they're like oh, wow. take your backwards hat with you you piece of shit they, they look they look like shit on uh, Thanksgiving Day the ownership was done. Then um, the Washington Redskins and Cowboys were having – sorry, the Washington uh, football me. team. Um, um, that's Washington football yeah. team, sir. The, the, the Washington no-names <laughs> and the Dallas uh, broken stars. America's team. America. Had a, had a contest to see who didn't want to win more, and the Cowboys quit that game. <laughs> I, I have a question. When – who decided that the Cowboys were America's team? By America. Way? Who made that? They decision? did. There was, or, I think it was NFL Films. Someone. NFL Films called them. America. Yeah, NFL Films did blame the Sables. <laughs> Pretty much. From the. From oh the my Sables. God. Yeah, they can. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna, although we're, I do like Jimmy Johnson. Big fan of Jimmy oh yeah, Johnson. Jimmy Johnson's great. That's why he left. Well, he left because yeah, he was well, screwing he the left because wife. He was screwing he Jerry left because Jones. Jerry wife Jones didn't Jerry like Jones being stood up to. Jerry Jones doesn't like when people stand up to him. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He hates that. Um, hey, did you guys talk about the Undertaker thing? Undertaker? Oh. We, we didn't get into wrestling. He retired? Yeah, he retired finally. Well, he retired for like the 12th time. He retired yeah, more I, than Michael Jordan. I, I didn't I didn't really consider it. I was like, this. that doesn't seem like news. They say that every year. And then he comes up at WrestleMania out of a crypt. Well, this this time he's actually. chokehold somebody. He actually retired this time. Did he? Yeah, uh, I can't yeah. wait for him to start his minor league baseball career. It's gonna be very. <laughs> uh, he he did retire. He they He's did a whole. He in Space Jam too. <laughs> Space Jam two, Undertaker Boogaloo. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's him and Michael Jordan on a softball team. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see the Undertaker, Michael Jordan, and OJ Simpson in a movie, and just hilarity ensues. <laughs> It's like Just wild everyone hogs. has terrible. Yeah, everyone, everyone has bad knees. <laughs> just, like just a bunch like, of old men rubbing their knees. Do you remember that cartoon when we were kids? The uh, I think it was called like the All Stars. It was like Gretzky, Jordan, oh, um, oh yeah. Bo Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And now you could do that, but like updated, so it'll be like the Undertaker, Michael Jordan. OJ, everyone's got bad knees and like you know has gambling debt and freaking. <laughs> it's like Uncle Drew, but with the real people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, but hey, which brings us. Hey, speaking of old, out of shape athletes, Marcus, I don't give a shit about your week. Let's talk about Mike Tyson. 
was that transition? Speaking of, of speaking of the referee from Tyson's Punch Out, Marcus. <laughs> let's oh, talk about... Listen, listen, accountant. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have this. I'm not gonna have this back and forth with you. I already I already uh have an anger problem with uh, DC Baltimore comedians, uh, old ass Mike Brown. And a fat ass Eddie Lyles. Damn you, ninety five corridor, corridor <laughs> comics. Pick a city. Speaking of speaking of, uh, old Mike B, Mike Brown, and his bad knees. Let's talk about Mike Tyson. Um, <laughs> okay, let's talk about Mike Tyson. Turn so the propaganda video wasn't the whole story. No. The no. propaganda video. Yeah, First the one, off, the one of him him murdering that uh, speed bag. <laughs> and everyone going. The one where everyone was like, "Roy Jones is going to die." <laughs> I was actually, you know, to be honest with you, I was actually more impressed with him knocking out Zach Galifianakis in the Hangover. That's what I was basing my <laughs> whole opinion of that fight on. It's like, look, he just gets one left hook in. Roy Jones Jr. is going to die. I mean, I, I thought that the whole time, and then I watched. I watched the. There was a post-fight interview. I didn't get a chance to watch the fight. You forgot. Roy Jones Jr. cares. <laughs> That's why he Dude, hugs. Roy Jones Jr. was hugging up on Tyson. He looked like he was trying to hump his leg the whole time. It was the most embarrassing. I watched it. First off, it looks like it was filmed in a in a doctor's waiting room, okay? <laughs> it looked like it was like it was it looked like the outtake of that Limp Biscuit video where where Fred Durst is going to drown. In the room, you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so look, I think Kurt Ryan knows what you're talking about, but I don't. <laughs> Kurt, well, hey Kurt, hey good, hey Kurt, if you're listening, by the way, your memes have given me life, and I, 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 I can't stop laughing at them. Anyway, so chug a choo choo choo, you autistic, lovable bastard. Anyway, so look, the um, the Mike Tyson thing, dude, Roy Jones Jr. hugging. Mike Tyson throughout the entire fight. I mean, like he literally was grappling him. It happened every 10 seconds. I am shocked that Mike Tyson didn't bite the dude's ear. And I'm not saying that to be a hack. I'm saying it because honestly, I would have been so frustrated. I is a, I is a, I wanted to bite his ear. He's watching not it. I was so pissed. He's, he's Zen now. He has a Zen personality now. You can't get, you can't put that on Mike that Tyson. Was, that was with the face no, tattoo. No, that's not for. a Zen personality. Mike Tyson smokes more weed. <laughs> Mike Tyson by himself consumes more weed than I've seen consumed by an entire crowd at a fish concert. Okay? Like that, and I've he, been he to fish concerts. And, he, he and actually, I haven't seen that much weed. He it has was, admitted that he was high during the uh, <laughs> the Roy Jones fight. It looked like you ever watch the Discovery Channel and see two bears making out, yeah. And they're kind of just wrapping their arms around each other and opening their mouths, but their heads don't actually connect. Okay, like that's dude, what, that's what bears I making out. I think you're talking about Pornhub. I don't think you're talking about <laughs> it's a different kind of bear. <laughs> it's Joey's oh, kind okay, of bear. that's a Joey bear. Uh, but like, <laughs> there was a post-fight interview where where Mike and they were, the uh, the announcer was asking Roy Jones how he felt. Um, they're saying that everybody was worried for Roy Roy during the whole fight. And Mike comes up, he's like, "What about me? No, no one's worried about me. <laughs> I gotta die in there too." <laughs> like, I'm like, "Wait a minute! No one, no one, no one thinks you're gonna die in this fucking match. It's you versus yeah, Roy well, Jones no one Jr." Was worried about him. They all just kept looking at bald ass Roy Jones Jr. thinking he was gonna get his ass handed to him. And guess what? That never happened. Yeah, I mean, the, it, it was an exhibition fight. I was not. Y'all. Must have forgot. forgot. <laughs> must have forgot. Ugh. The 
the other thing that actually to me the other big takeaway from the fight for me was that tattoo on Tyson's face is the second dumbest tattoo on his body. Where was the first? He's got a freaking tattoo of Che Guevara on his on his rib cage. He would. He would. Yeah, he would. <laughs> so to me, I'm just like, oh, but you know what the weird thing is? It's Che Guevara played by Benicio del Toro. So I have no idea what the hell he was thinking. Like he, he was like one of the only people that saw that movie. No, but I'm thinking, God, it, I just was watching it going, you know, God bless Mike Tyson, seriously, yeah. because. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at the whole fight situation. I went, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to pay the 50 bucks to watch the fight because I went, this is uh, ridiculousness. Um, I don't need to watch this. <laughs> if I need to see two old black men fighting, I'll go to a family cookout and I'll just wait till my uncles get drunk enough. It's that simple for me. <laughs> it had been the same same, same level same of fight. Same level fight, yeah. The real fight was uh was uh Nate <laughs> was nasty Nate Robinson. Mm-hmm. With Logan Paul. Yo, the, the Matt kicked the shit out of Nate Robinson. <laughs> I thought it was Adrian Paul, wasn't it? The uh the the. No, Jake Paul, Adrian Paul, Jake Paul. Really? I thought it was a Highlander. <laughs> I thought he was like there no. can only be one, and then he knocked him. Out. <laughs> no. I don't think it was this one. Uh, it was Logan's brother. You don't know who Logan Paul is, right? No, I don't know. That He's either. a YouTube prankster uh, who does a bunch of nonsense. And I think he got arrested for violating COVID restrictions at some point during the beginning of the whole COVID uh, situation. Of course. Uh, but it, it was uh, it was his brother. Why is was his brother in the Jake. fight? Because um, his brother's tra- He's actually trained as an amateur fighter. Okay. And he, he's been in, like um, – Logan would have his brother there, and then they'd go to gyms and sit. And then Logan trained too, but I think Logan got knocked out by somebody like last year, last time he okay. tried to fight. He got his ass whooped, which was hilarious. No one was expecting uh, uh, Jake to actually come out there and knock somebody the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, he twice, and the best was Snoop Dogg doing his commentary. Yeah. By the way, we didn't even talk about Snoop Dogg doing commentary during the Mike Tyson fight. That alone was worth the price of me. I guarantee you he and Snoop Dogg smoked a J before the fight. <laughs> yes, I guarantee, there's no way that didn't happen. Oh, yeah, he had to. I mean, um, I've watched I've watched uh, excerpts from Mike Tyson's uh, podcast or talk show, whatever the fuck you want to call it, where he just gets high in a room and then asks celebrities uh, embarrassing questions or questions that make them angry <laughs> just to see their reaction to it. To see if they're dude, he's he's had some pretty amazing people come over to that farm of his. Yeah, yeah. for his podcast. Like he was hey, talking, you know, was, again, um, this goes to show you any 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 fool with a microphone can have a podcast, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, but he uh he he had um who was it uh T K Kirkland on his on his podcast. Yeah, and T K is probably a, a very famous black comedian. Um, that no one knows <laughs> except for people in like deep into comedy, and most most black comedians know who TK is. Ah. And if you look, if you ask TK if he was there, he'll tell you he was at every historical moment in uh, culture. Of <laughs> uh, he he said he's the one who introduced Tupac to uh, Death Row. He said he was he toured with NWA in the eighties, and it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, how long have we been doing fucking stand up? <laughs> Is is TK like Forrest Gump? He's like, and yeah. that I remember when I was doing ping pong in China. <laughs> yeah. yeah, TK TK's been everywhere, but he had, but 
like he, Mike Tyson was um had him on the podcast <laughs> and he's sitting literally five feet away from Mike Tyson. And Mike Tyson goes, like TK's been talking shit about um about gays and people. And Mike Mike gets in his feelings when you talk about people underprivileged people. So he's like, What why are you always talking about gays? Does that does that mean you're gay? And TK just goes, I'm not gay. And then Mike's like, You sure? And you can see his face go, fucking no, it might be. <laughs> and he did the same thing to Lil Boozy, which was the funnier one. Because Lil Boozy was making fun of uh, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Wade's daughter son. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, you can't let a, let a nine-year-old decide they ain't going to be a boy no more. That don't make no sense. And then he, Mike T- he gets in front of Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson goes, where's your right to talk about him? And he's like, you're right. I don't have the right to talk about anybody. (laughs) (laughs) The mystique of Mike Tyson has made it so people just look at him and go, this motherfucker will kill me if I don't answer whatever the hell he's telling me right now correctly. (laughs) Because he'll just look at you just like this. Joey, why you got on that tight-ass shirt? Ugh, I should take this shirt. He would be a great ambassador. Mike Tyson had Eminem on his podcast. I I didn't see that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, he had him on his podcast. And I just do find it ironic that Mike Tyson is calling people out for in, in social injustice, given why he went to prison. But you know, I mean, why not? He didn't rape that woman. He he fondled her. That's what he said. He fondled her. I fondled yeah, her once or twice. Oh my goodness! But but Joey, this week um, I didn't watch that fight. I <laughs> didn't. Uh, I had a I had a, a, a I had a Thanksgiving dinner of sorts. Like yeah. I met my family, we had din- we had dinner, and then my family. You, you did you did uh, you were doing uh, uh, DoorDash. No, I didn't. Not that night. No, no, like like you were doing family DoorDash. Yeah, I was doing family family DoorDash. Thanksgiving DoorDash. Yeah, Thanksgiving DoorDash. Or my dad is a uh, is super like COVID sensitive, so he doesn't want anyone in his house that's not that hasn't been in his bubble. So I was not I was not allowed to come in the house. So I drove a pie. Uh, a sweet potato pie from Laurel to Bowie to drop off on his doorstep. So it's okay for you to prepare food. Yeah, it, and, and wrap it and take it. What kind of, like, Trojan horse trapdoor logic is that? It's my dad. <laughs> it's my dad. I, I what kind of JFK questions. magic bullet theory <laughs> is your dad working off of? Uh, and it's, uh, I was like, all right, I'll bring you a pie. So we sit. here's the thing. I bring him the pie. He comes outside. And we talk outside for half an hour. Never come in the oh, house. How far like 13 away were feet you? Apart? We were about six feet. We were still we kept the social distance. Okay. And we had our mask on while we were outside talking to each other. And it just seemed like it's it, it, when it, you're it, eating the pie. Yeah, we gotta take the mask off, eat the pie. And my stepmom comes and waves from the garage. <laughs> then goes back in the house and eats dinner. And I was like, all right, well, this feels no love at all in this. I don't want to do this anymore. So I got in my car and I drove to my grandfather's house. My grandfather's house is more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like. We we have the COVID thing where like I'll come in with a mask. That's how we start eating. The mask gone because I'm eating dinner and everybody just sitting there bullshit. Mm-hmm. Now we get to the end of the night. I got the itis. I'm laying on the couch. I'm like the my itis. cousin's like, hey, you uh you want to get a plate? Take with you. I'm like, all right, cool. There's a whole bunch of food left. Nobody came over. So <laughs> it's COVID. No one came to the house. So I'm sitting there like, all right, cool. I'll get a plate together. I walk in the kitchen. All of a sudden, my cousin and her daughter just start fighting mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Like it just—it was a fight that came from like left fucking field, 
And I was like, what are you arguing about? It's Thanksgiving. It was clearly the, the hour of the night for airing of grievances. Yes, it was. It was a festivus for the rest of us already. But I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, why are y'all arguing? And I'm like, she won't fucking clean up. She's going to leave. I'm like, wait, ain't nothing dirty in this damn kitchen. Like, everything was already packed away. I'm like, what the fuck is she going to clean? So I'm sitting there packing away all my stuff, and I look at her. I'm like, you know what just happened to you? All of our, all our ancestor female relatives are all up in heaven watching right now. My mean aunt, <laughs> who wasn't mean all the time, the sweetest woman you I've, I've ever had, my godmother. But if you were in her house and she didn't like you on a holiday, she'd be the first to take it the fuck out of my house. <laughs> you can pack all your shit up. Don't ever come back in here. Don't talk to me no more. I felt like she did a swan dive from the heavens <laughs> and jumped into my cousin's body and took over. and Because everything she said, I've heard numerous times from that same chair in that same house. <laughs> and it usually ends with, I can turn on and off any lights in this motherfucker I want to. And she just starts flicking lights. That's, <laughs> that's how my aunt would end holidays with our family. So that fight was mild compared to the past, which were amazing. Like, if you, if, I wish you had grown up with me, Joey, because you would have seen some shit. And it would have prepared you for life a little better. Because you would have been like, oh, my God, this is what people go through. Yep. And it's fun. I'm just go back and take a nap. But I, but, but I had fun. I got to spend time with my daughter. I spent the, I had Dad's Giving. I think I told us about Dad's Giving yeah. last week. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, with single, single dads who can't see their kids on the holiday. Mm. This time it was sabotage. I could have seen her. But nobody wanted to answer their phone. Mm. It was kind of shit. I got, oh. it, uh, it's, it's horrible, Chris. Don't have kids out of wedlock, Chris. That's what I tell everyone. You, you're married, aren't you? Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't have kids out of wedlock. It makes life a whole lot more simple. Chris, did you did actually actually funny story there? I mean, yeah, I've been married 13 years, and uh, the uh, our anniversary was in October. Okay. Oh, they, no, stop. You, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> 13 years in October, and I feel like I can tell this story now because there is some topicality to it. So um, when we got married, it was 2007. This was at the height. This was like a couple months after the Borat, the first Borat movie came out. Okay, this Vista was the shit. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was like, right? That was like the echelon of comedy, right? So we're getting married in Virginia, and we have like a hundred guests at the at the wedding, and I, uh, you know, the 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 pe- the minister says, you know, you may now kiss the bride. I kiss my wife. We turn to face the crowd, and I go, "She's my wife now!" And like the everyone in the crowd is like, "Oh, Chris is hilarious! Oh my God, he's amazing!" And we go into like the the little farmhouse after we get married. And my wife like immediately after like we're alone she goes why the fuck did you say that do you realize how embarrassing that is it's on camera it, you know it's gonna age badly i'm like are you kidding me borat's timeless he's gonna be forever right and then, <laughs> and then and then like 10 years go by and of course borat is terrible you know it's like not terrible but it's not it what infant her is or whatever right and and uh he, so 10 year anniversary, uh, we have people here and we do our vow renewal, whatever. And we have a DVD of our wedding. Oh no. Uh-oh. And my wife goes, why don't we show everyone the DVD? And I go, 
I know exactly what you're doing, and do not do it. She skips. <laughs> she skips the reading where her grandmother reads. She goes, "Oh yeah." Her, her grandmother at the time was like, "Oh, I'm gonna read like a little passage from this book." AKA, she reads this entire book. And it takes <laughs> to wedding. But she fast forwards through all of that. It's like, and, and then she's and still talking. Right to like, what? It's a, she fast forwards. It's, it's a fast forward. Grandma's still talking. Fast forward some more. Grandma's still talking. Yeah, it's like that scene in Spaceballs where they fast forward the part where they're showing the ship and it takes <laughs> 27 seconds. Like, that's how it was. It took like a minute and a half just to fast forward through her grandmother reading this book. And then, and then we get to the part where we kiss and we have people in the room at the, you know, this, you know, this is our 10 year vow renewal. And we have people that you know weren't at our wedding and had forgotten about things. So then it goes, you know, kiss the bride. She's my wife now, and I'm like, I put my hand in my face, and everyone's like groaning. They're like, "Oh my god, Chris, what the hell were you thinking?" And I was like, "Shut up! You were laughing at that when I did it." And like they were all like making fun of me. Anyway, and then I and then I go, you know, I'm like sulking. I'm embarrassed. And my wife goes, "Okay, did I embarrass you?" I'm like, "Yeah, you kind of did." She's like. High five! And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so anyway. But now, what I'm trying to say is, guys, my wife and I watched the latest Borat movie actually over the weekend, and uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. It's cringeworthy, but it's actually not terrible. It was actually good. It was we liked it. I can't. There was a great gag where he went to this Kinko's and started faxing his prime minister and basically he was using the fax machine as as like a phone to text like he tells the, the fax that like the kinko's guy he's like okay can you please send this to the minister please write this exactly he's like okay what do you want to write he's like sup and then he, and then the dude faxes it and a fax comes back and it says sup with a question mark and then borat goes okay right back chilling and then and then he sends it back and like literally this is going on he's one more thing and this dude is game he's in for it because first off if i'm working at a kinko's i'm like you are the first person to use a fax machine in 10 years i'm in this like i'm in the pocket now this is this this is where i want to be i'm glad this this one skill i have that no one no one needs anymore it's brucey's time to shine (laughs) pretty much yeah it's like welcome to blockbuster may i help you Oh, it's uh anyway, but oh, that's the other thing. I'm sorry, I'm going off on tangents. That's the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. <laughs> you guys need to watch the Russell Crowe movie Unhinged. You need to watch this movie, okay? okay. Hey, Joey, you're scowling. Look, <laughs> I was trying to figure out where he's going. Like, what, what, what is this movie no. about, Chris? I'm literally, I'm not going You're anywhere with from, this. from Borat to, to, to Russell Crowe Crow. Crow being a <laughs> Exactly. Which, I which thought is it was just him just being like Russell Crowe. about when he threw the phone at someone in a hotel room. That's yeah. what I thought it was. But what it was is this horrendous B movie about Russell Crowe plays a unstable white dude, a.k.a. like Michael Douglas in Falling Down. And he, um, the movie, this is how the movie starts. The movie starts off with Russell Crowe. I think it takes place in Los Angeles. Okay. But you got Russell Crowe who looked like 
like, let me just p- help you all picture what Russell Crowe looks like in this movie. First off, he's wearing like, like an Oxford blue button-up shirt. And he looks like his character from Gladiator if he just finished eating the tiger he fought, okay? He is like 300 pounds if he's, a, if he's an ounce, okay? He's sitting in a pickup truck. And again, this takes place in Los Angeles, but for whatever reason, he has a southern accent, okay? I don't, I don't know what's going on. He's the migratory winds. Yeah, he yeah, I mean he knocks on the front door of a house. It appears to be his ex-wife's house. She opens the door, immediately murders the husband, and then (laughs) her off screen with like a hammer, and then blows up the house. And then the credits start. Okay. Then it's like unhinged. And then and then it's you follow this woman who you don't you you're like, wait, what happened to Russell Crowe? taking pills and then you know murdering people with hammers i want to see that again no you go to this woman who's like ah you know oh i'm running late i gotta go to my to my appointment to do hair and i'm like okay then you know where this is going so then she beeps her horn at russell crowe because he is not moving at a green light and he's like oh can you give me a courtesy tap and i'm like again everyone else sounds like they're not from Antietam and but he sounds like a civil war general like I'm very confused he sounds like foghorn leghorn like I don't know what is happening and it's never explained and then basically the whole movie is is Russell Crowe it's Jeepers Creepers but he's not a demon but like he doesn't care about dying and he's chasing this woman down to give her to show her a bad day it is <laughs> it's bonkers it's bonkers. Chase her down There's show car her crashes. The fuck is that, Joey? Do I want to watch this, Joey? <laughs> I mean, I'm asking you, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I think if you go in with the with the expectation that it's going to be ridiculous, uh-huh. that <laughs> then maybe it Dude, could be a it, fun ride. It, it sounds like the kind of movie you watch because it's bad, and it's hilarious. Like that. I uh, just. Like, I don't know what mob boss Russell Crowe owes money to, but, like, he decide- he made a conscious decision to be in this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as, like, a Steven Seagal movie where, you know, basically we're at the point right now where Steven Seagal movies are a- basically an ad lib. It's-, it's Steven Seagal plays ex-government agency, you know, like, <laughs> I'm an ex-U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service park ranger. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my 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 second wife's daughter's cousin dolphin and now i'm out for blood and like you know it's just you know and i'm gonna kill you with a samurai sword because while i was a park ranger i somehow ran into a blind you know <laughs> samurai master who pulled me aside for six months in the back country and all of a sudden now i'm like you know a freaking you know samurai ninja warrior or whatever like I, I just whatever backstory you want to pick and it's always in in, in steven seagal movies are always the same it's always like oh this guy was the best like when when the shit really went down like this guy was the guy you called in to fix it all and <laughs> this is the guy who trains the killers and steven seagal you know, that... was never the guy you called in <laughs> he wasn't what's in that real life 
He wasn't the guy. That's what I'm life. saying. Steven Seagal was never that guy in real life. Like he was never the actor you called. <laughs> no, at this point, Steven Seagal is the guy you're like, man, we're gonna have a lot of leftovers at this dinner. Let's call him Steven Seagal because <laughs> that Steven dude will kill most things. You know what? When I think of Will, oh, Steven Seagal, I think of that Will Sasso impression of. Him. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so yeah. good. That's him now. It's so ridiculous. It's him now. Him now is him now is a fucking clusterfuck. And I oh. think of Steven Seagal, I just think of him like. I feel like they just paid him in Mountain Dew for those Mountain Dew commercials he did, and that explains absolutely everything. Yeah. Like, he just gets <laughs> cases of Mountain Dew every day, and, like, they just, you know, he's just ready. He's got tourniquets. He's ready for the <laughs> to, to just Wasn't to he going to fight somebody? Amputating. Some point. I don't remember. I thought there was a – he was supposed to fight somebody in a match of some sort. I don't remember 100%. Like, legitimately, it. in his heyday, Steven Seagal was a like Taekwondo master. He's a legitimate like, badass back then. I mean, he fought Jamaicans in a whole movie about how Jamaicans uh, were killing his family. <laughs> Are you then, talking about the movie with the, the bad guy's name? I still remember that. I Screwface. can't remember which movie. I think Screwface was the bad guy. <laughs> what? Uh, and he was a then, twin. Uh, Plot twist at the end of the movie. Screwface had a twin brother. Was that Glimmer Man? <laughs> yeah, dude. It was such a horrible well, fucking by movie. Far, by far, though, the best line of any Steven Seagal movie ever is in Hard to Kill when he's watching, like, the senator that's responsible for trying to kill him and his wife and stuff. And, like, uh, he's watching. Take that to the, the bank. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll take you to the bank, senator. The blood <laughs> bank. And I'm like, who got paid to write that? Who oh, got paid to write that? It's it. I get nauseous when I, I read read and hear dialogue like that. Oh man, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick break, Joe. Okay, Joey. Oh, no, come on. We're just getting heated up. We got three more hours. <laughs> we don't have three hours. And hey, we got some news topics we're gonna go over, Joe. Joe, what's going on in the world today, bro? Uh, the uh, do you remember Darth Vader? Yes. So I know uh, the uh, I may have killed him. You may have killed him? Or at least half of him. Okay. Hope you didn't kill the black half. No. Uh, the the white guy that you wore the suit. Um, and I wish it was Christian Hayden. God damn it, I wish it was Christian Hayden. Oh, man. What else is going on, bro? Uh, we watched Star Wars uh, yes. the other day because I was trying to get my... she's a, My girlfriend's into the... I got her in the Mandalorian, so I was trying to give context. And then uh, the next morning I woke up and found out that David Prowse had died. Which uh, apparently he died of the Rona. Oh, the Rona did get him, uh, but I had not heard his actual voice. Oh, until they posted a clip in one of the articles about him, mm-hmm. and it sounds like Stewie, all from Family Guy, all grown up. So it sounds like <laughs> the older Stewie that's in later episodes. Yes, yes, okay, I can I can see that, and I can imagine how like how miserably that star- first Star Wars movie would have failed if they didn't have James Earl Jones's voice. <laughs> I don't think we appreciate James Earl Jones enough for that his role in that movie. I, I hope I hope down the line in like twenty years they're gonna have the balls to redo Star Wars and recast Darth Vader with Tom Hardy and have Tom Hardy do the Bane voice and oh see no. if it works there. Just like You always wondered who you were fighting? Princess Leia? It's just like, a Sean Connery impression into a Pringles can. <laughs> Pretty much. I'll take back 
I see you think the categories are your ally, Trebek. I was born in them. Molded by them. I'll take witty titties for 500. Okay. The category was tidy whities <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Is dyslexia acting up? Okay. You, what you were supposed to do there, Joey, and I'm going to explain Radio 101 to you, was pre- preview what we're going to talk about next, and then we go to break, and then we go oh. back. You just start the whole conversation. Oh. Oh. And it worked that way. That's why music was playing. I wasn't playing music to stop a second. I, I'm sorry. I assumed that if we were going to do something like that, we would have had words. some sort of conversation about exact it words. during the 30-minute pre-show meeting we Exact had. words in the middle of all that. We're going to take a quick break. Joey, tell them what we're going to get to when we come back. You didn't listen. That's the fucking problem with you. That's why I actually did. just thought you were just doing the miracle of, like, you know, <laughs> you were going to edit it and say, I, oh, we took a break. I thought you were confused. <laughs> <laughs> and it changed your mind. No, you Guys, talking. Marcus is having a stroke right now. Everything is fine. Marcus, do you smell burnt toast? Is everything okay? Everything is fine. The Dot Comedy Podcast is an, am- Breathe. Is an amalgam of... Uh, B-R-E-A. Ineptitude. Uh, this is why we V-E. don't get paid to do this. Um, I'm, Breathe. I'm just, here to, I'm just here to help. So, Joey, in the future, just listen to me sometimes, bro. If you want me to stop, I'll just stop. stop. I'm sorry. I'm too tired for the telekinesis to work. Oh, Lord Jesus. Okay, so. Tele- That's not the right one. So, Joey. Tele- telekineticness. No. Any of the kinetic needs a moving shit. Telekathosis. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's what we'll go with that. It's telethoughts. Telethoughts. We're doing a telethoughts. I couldn't telethought. Okay, you couldn't do the telethought with I me? I couldn't telegraph. <laughs> The telethon. The telethon. Oh <laughs> uh, man, what else is going on, dude? I know we got some crazy stuff going on. The uh, there's uh, there we may be being visited by aliens. Already knew that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm for certain because when I, when I, okay, no one else can see the dot comedy studio except you right now. All right, these large windows in front of the dot comedy studio, they all have a lot of light that comes in in the middle of the night. <laughs> so when I have to pee. And I come out here, it's just bright out here. <laughs> so I thought you just lived in an aerobic studio. No. That's what I assumed. You do realize that you like you look out onto a parking lot, right? Yes. So it could just, aliens. Just <laughs> oh, so you so you live like in a Holiday Inn? <laughs> Occasionally, <laughs> only only one. more or less. More or less, yeah. It's just it's 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 a short stay. I live in a short stay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I live in an extended stay. I live in a short stay. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I think aliens do exist. So we had some confirmation or some some crises happen that uh, aliens have shown their true colors to us, Joey. No, what happened was uh, about it was it about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. This mysterious uh, metal monolith okay. appeared in Utah. What is a monolith? It's just like a metal stick that's like. <laughs> Like that sticks in the ground. It's like a post. Okay. But it's shaped kind of off. Like you can't act like it, it looks like a piece of like an art installation. Okay. Um, but it's just a large th- a monolith is basically just a large thing. You know, it's what black people are not. <laughs> we are not a monolith. This is very true. We we don't all want there to say you are not. I, I don't know what a wow. mono- I don't know wow. what a monolith is, but I know what it's not. It's not a black person. I I get that. I remember hearing that from you. <laughs> uh, we all don't want the same things. Yes. Okay. So 
So the the monolith appeared. Um, why is this? Um, let's see what word I'm looking for. Important to anybody on Earth? Hmm? Why is this important <laughs> to anyone on Earth? I mean, uh, it's weird. It looked kind of, it, you know, it's very uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. And now, it's 2020. the one in Utah, uh, it was about 12 feet tall, and it was a, a composed of a reflective material. Uh, Metal is reflective, yes. And it was, uh, it, it now that one's gone, and now there's a new one in Romania. Yeah, well, then everyone realized... Though these twelve foot long structures were showing up wherever Shaquille O'Neal showed up, so basically it was just his dong. <laughs> <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal is a monolith. I mean, I see the picture here. That's a sharp dong. Hey, when you got yeah. a big dong, Dude, it could be sharp. Honestly, though, How you don't really it? think it's aliens, right? Like, you don't really think it's aliens. Oh no, I mean, I, I'm. This is is too obvious to be. Um, to be alien. like it's it, this is clearly someone trying to fuck with us. But here's here's the well, thing about it, it's, and they're it's brilliant, Banksy. and I support it. Here. It's either Banksy or M Night Shyamalan. It's got another shitty movie coming out, and <laughs> I'm just gonna get really pissed. Now here's what I, here's how I look at it, Joey. Okay, I believe that it's showing up now for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's aliens, and they're coming here now because they're all stuck inside because Rona. So they're gonna starve. Marcus, me. please, please tell me you don't believe that. They're gonna. What they're gonna do is these are these are uh, transportation devices, like in the Stargate SG one. Um, these are. These, oh this is how they're gonna God. get here. So they're gonna, they're gonna open up one day. We're gonna look, and it's gonna be white on the inside of it. Is this where the murder hornets are gonna come from? <laughs> yes, the murder hornets, the aliens, the portal. Marcus <laughs> is like that. Marcus is like that uh, meme of that guy from the History Channel, Ancient Aliens. I'm not saying it was aliens. <laughs> yeah, but it's aliens. <laughs> like that's that's my that's the one thing that's gonna like be the turning point for me, right? Because like I know. I know this was done because this is going to get that crowd riled up. Yes. Like the ancient people actually believe ancient aliens is a Be- thing, is like gospel. And they like. G- like gospel? To, yeah, it's like gospel. Yeah, that's but it's doing Jason. gospel in a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's because when you think that's gospel, you should be in a hospital for your mental state. I think aliens exist. I think. Uh, all right. So my my take on aliens is. All right. The universe is far too big for us to be the only ones out there. Okay. However, uh, I think that any if an alien race or species was able to get this far, because we can't, with all our technology, we can't see any evidence when we look out there. And my guess would be that any any species that had, so we know that one's not one. If there is one, it's not close. Mm-hmm. If that one now. To some degree, because keep in mind, the way light years work, the light that would allow us to be aware of another species by just looking out there hasn't got here yet. Hasn't got here yet. Won't get here yet. Mm-hmm. It it like like even even the same way for them looking at us, they just they probably see Earth as it was a hundred thousand. You know, we, the dino, dinosaurs might not be gone yet for 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 some of them that are looking this way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's assuming they have the technology. So. Um, the the my my assumption would be that a species that did have that technology would also have the, have the ability to be completely transparent, like to us. They would, you know, we wouldn't, we would no awareness 
Okay. They could they could they could be standing in this room right now. They are, and we and we would be able to see them or know that they're here because they had the technology to, to cloak themselves in some way. Okay. However, um, I also think that if you the that like the resources and stuff that would allow you to get get that far aren't going to necessarily be something that everyone has. So you're probably going to have a government structure that that is governing getting out into space and being able to travel interstellarly, intergalactically, there's probably some sort of prime directive that that government enforces. So this my, goes from all your Star Trek. We're not, work. we're not, we're not, we're not warp capable. <laughs> <laughs> and if and if a species, but it does raise like if they had a similar rule, the only aliens we would come into contact with are would be the ones living outside the outside the law, which would fall in the category of. Ones that want to do weird experiments, because they would they be ostracized in their own land, and so they're gonna go to go to another world, which explains all the butt probes. <laughs> you just you had to circle oh, back the butt probe. My God! And if the aliens were sitting in this room right now for this podcast, you've already would have made them go. Yep, the Earth must die. <laughs> <laughs> they're on to us. Well, the thing like I look at it from I look at it from the point of view of a Star Trek fan. Um, who believes that uh, that that universe exists? Uh, that that's that's we're, we're going to find that out in a hundred years. That we we when we finally get light travel, because again, faster than light travel, because that's when it happens. It happens in a hundred years, hundred years from today. Mm. Like Zephyr Cochran goes to. Uh, but don't we have to have an intergalactic feudal war first? <laughs> and well, had, don't forget. I mean, here's the thing couple too. Couple world wars. Like. Here's look, I don't get it. I don't get that people think that aliens travel millions of light years away to come here to A anal probe us and B just drop random monoliths in the middle of <laughs> A Utah, the second whitest place in all of the United States, and Romania, which I'm also gonna assume is the third whitest place in the world. Not that white. Oh no, I but, don't. I don't think that the the monoliths have anything to do with aliens. That's clearly just some some artists that were broke and bored during COVID, and were like, you know what? Let's fuck with everybody. It's twenty twenty. They'll all go for it, and they started coming up like, let's just put it somewhere random part. And I think they literally threw darts at a board and like. But they're not even trying though. I mean, at least with the crop circles, that was something that people would be like, man, like this is pretty tough to do and break the corn in such a way and like this is you know you had to take a lot of time like a monolith like i'm gonna go ahead and just quote bill murray from ghostbusters like yeah you're right no human being could stack books like this like (laughs) like like, come on are you kidding me all right like have fun with life chris that's what i'm saying have fun aliens you gotta have fun with aliens man i'm I'm waiting for the honestly i wouldn't but i wouldn't be surprised if aliens did show up, I mean, if they're going to show up, the year 2020 is the year that they should just show up. That's really I mean, what it is. Yes. It's really just, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we put these metal things and then everyone think aliens are coming? Because 2020 has been fucking weird anyway, right? And they had that conversation in like May. Yep. <laughs> and finally they're like, all right, let's do it. All, I think she, you know what? It wasn't artist. You know what it was? It was those guys from Forged in Fire. They just haven't been able to make any new episodes because of the Rona, and they got bored, so they came up with this. I love Forged in Fire. Oh, yeah, or it's like Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman from Made It, and they're like, okay, 
<laughs> Nick Offerman's like, listen, Amy, uh, we're going to go ahead and put up some weird monoliths, and then I, my wife and I are going to go have sex on them. Like, that's what <laughs> I imagine he would do because he's a weirdo. Like, that, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, but do you guys want to take bets on, on where the next one's going to show up? I say uh, Sacramento. It's got to be Southern Hemisphere. Really? You think so? They just went cro- to do different. You think there's going to be one on each continent? I think there's going to be one on each continent. Yeah, it probably will. I'd say Brazil. Brazil or Argentina. Although it would be funny if there was like the first two seemed kind of random, and then the next like five are all in one city. <laughs> Like, but not yeah, even one that in, matters. Like, Brooklyn, and then you know it's some fucking hipster asshole that's like, you know, nah, nah. It needs to be some like back hills, like Sleepy Hollow type town, Cuba. <laughs> just, just land them all in Cuba. It'd be fine. Just put them all in Cuba. No one, no one will notice. <laughs> then there'll be a bunch of people in robes having a chupacabra <laughs> summoning <laughs> ceremony. Ow. Chupacabra. My teeth. <laughs> I was going to hit your teeth on a mic. Uh, that's mic technique 101. Oh, man. But anything else going on in the world, Joey? Uh, we're going to skip the whites this week. Are we? Yeah, we're going to skip the no, whites. No, 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 no. What? You want to skip that because you we don't, don't want to white explain this? Um, because I, 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 we, I was going to mention uh, Kelly Clarkson. We can talk about that white. Okay. That white's that white's the okay. too. The other white we're gonna hold. You got to be more specific about. We're gonna hold on because that's a little evergreen. That other white. Yeah. <laughs> but, um. So what was Kelly Clarkson doing, man? American uh, Idol winner. She's Kelly Clarkson. She's fighting. Uh, Got comedy 2015 champion Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> musical champion. Dot comedy musical competition champion <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Oh jeez! Oh, where's uh, Marcy X? Yeah, man. <laughs> that's right. She did win that, didn't she? She won that competition. I have yeah. no idea. Oh my god! She's probably hosting. I a forgot karaoke about that somewhere. competition. Hosting karaoke uh, Zoom. Hey, that was that was a creative new road to take. By the way, Marcy is still around. I've I've seen her on Facebook. I see her on uh, Snapchat every so often. Oh, cool, cool. Still. Cool. Um. Okay, so get into Kelly. Kelly Clarkson. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Ain't got time for that. Anyway, um, so uh, she uh, she got divorced. Didn't she got she? divorced. Yeah. Um, and uh, her ex husband is now seeking uh spousal and child support. Does he have the kids? I thought she had the kids. Uh, I believe. She's got primary custody of the kids, but he's asking for $436,000 a month in spousal and child support, you know, because he's used to a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, 301000 of the total uh, was for uh, was for spousal support. The remaining would cover, 135 would cover child support. Okay, here's, here's my problem with that. Um, women do that shit all the time. Like, literally, like... Uh, was it? Dr. Dre's ex-wife just did it like six, like oh, four and, months ago. Oh, and two million to cover attorney's fees. <laughs> what damn attorney well, cost two million dollars? Million dollars, two million dollars, two million dollars. Did he get Johnny Cochran's ghost <laughs> to come and <laughs> represent him? That sounds like some Cochran numbers. 
He actually he actually got these two monoliths to uh, defend him in court. <laughs> ain't black, dude. <laughs> black be way he, uh, so. Dude, for first off, like, come on. First off, he, the dude has a job, so it's not like he doesn't have a job. But yeah. come on, the only reason why you would be seeking that amount of money is just to, you know, make the. Just to be petty, to stick it to you. Oh yeah, and, and there's an it even says uh, from from the doc uh, the thing here that the uh, court presiding over the divorce recently ruled that the level of conflict between the parents has increased, <laughs> which I didn't know a court could rule that. That's, <laughs> that's a weird thing for a court to. Yes, uh, and and their level of of uh, conflict conflict is is, is increased. <laughs> well, the thing is too, it's like it's not like. They're they're divorcing over she filed divorce over irreconcilable differences. It's not like either of them has accused the other of adultery or anything like that. So like he's like literally sticking it to her because she was the 2014 dot comedy musical champion. He's like, look, you're gonna you're you gonna pay. pay. You gotta pay for this one. Yeah. And and I agree. If you if you're in a if you're in a, a marriage and you're being provided for. Yeah, go for it. Go try to get as much as you can uh, to, to keep your lifestyle the way you had it. I also agree with the adage of every man who's ever been divorced who looks at this situation and goes, about time a woman felt this burn too. <laughs> 436, is it 436,000 a month, Joe? Uh, is it monthly? Yeah. Dude, Kelly Clarkson ain't got that much money. Thirty-six thousand a month. Oh, she does. That's she's, what. She's uh, she like has like six different ventures, and she's still got all in damn record. I mean, most of her money Dude, probably comes from the TV stuff. That's four point. That's like four point nine million dollars a year is what he's looking for. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's Je- that's like Jeff Bezos' money, man. That's what Jeff Bezos is paying his wife. Well, actually, Jeff Bezos is probably paying his wife like four point nine million dollars like a week. Yeah. But, uh, but he didn't help her build that shit. I mean, she at least Jeff Bezos' wife was around when he like you know had hair and you know looked <laughs> yes. like the rapist next door and like <laughs> all this stuff. And now he looks like Vladimir Putin, and you know it's just weird. She was she was but like, she, hey, what is an Amazon? What are you doing this Amazon thing? And he's like, yeah, I love big women. So I'm gonna make this company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, it like it says irreconcilable. They don't really say what the divorce is over. It says COVID. something about trust issues. COVID. Is it, is it gonna be like- finally realized that that it wasn't <laughs> that it, that this was gonna be intent intent. There's she didn't say something. Basically, there was some sort of uh, she she alluded to in an interview um, that. Uh, their quote was, my mom has been telling me since I was a kid, you are who you surround yourself with. You want to make sure you're surrounded by people that wanna, also want to be the best versions of themselves and also want a good common goal for everyone, not just themselves, right? <laughs> so I'm going to stick it to her by proving her point by saying, you know what? I'm not selfish. I just want $436,000 a month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of <laughs> – I mean, she should know better. The guy was a was a tour manager. Like that's where she met. It was her tour manager. No, oh, he was just a. Tour she was singing a duet of what hurts me the mo- uh, what hurts the most with Rascal Flats. <laughs> and 
and he. Oh my god, <laughs> there's a lot wrong in this story. <laughs> what hurts the most? Yeah, I actually saw Rascal Flats in concert. They're actually not terrible. So I'll yeah, tell you that. Apparently, she was singing that duet in 2006, and uh, met Blackstock, who was the uh, tour manager at the time. So. I don't know. I mean, what's the, what's the reason? Like, is he? Do you think she beats him? No, because <laughs> she does rock off flusky, you know, f- uh, husky flannel every once in a while. She'd be like, she'd be like, since you've been gone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it. Like, like I said previously, it's Rona. There's gonna be like 2022. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see all the divorce courts just. Full up, of dude. Because you just got sick it's of each the other. Opposite. It's the it's the opposite of what they say happens during like a big blizzard, right? Like during a blizzard where everyone's shut in for like a week, like nine months later, you have like a boom of kids. Yeah. Like this this coronavirus is the exact opposite of that. It's like we've been sheltered in place for nine months, and like a year later, there's going to be divorces off the charts. Like you know how they said in like the fifties, like. Oh, the American family's dead now because people are all getting divorced. Like it's gonna be Dunzo. Rona killed Dunzo. Rona killed two relationships of mine. <laughs> if I could, if I could have like, if if I didn't have to be around, I can't blame Rona for them for mine. I can blame. <laughs> I, well, no, I can't blame Rona my, for mine was already gone. Yeah, I can't yeah. Blame come on, Rona come on, come on, Marcus. Be real. You can't be like a restaurant that was already on its last legs, and then coronavirus and the quarantine hit, and you're like, oh yeah, damn coronavirus. <laughs> I was getting ready for a comeback. Yeah, we, I mean, I could I could have salvaged a lot more stuff if I wasn't had if I didn't have to be around the same people all the time. Like if I if like I could just come to my apartment and be good mm. and just not have to worry about going to certain places or I could be out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could be more romantic and be more more me. But I can't be that in this shit. This shit is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I will tell you, I'm impressed that you not only ended a relationship during Corona, but started a new one to have that one ended. I gotta tell you, that's pretty impressive. And then started another one. <laughs> and that one, it restarted another one, and that one ended too. So it's, it's, I gotta tell you, that's actually pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. I'm impressed. <laughs> Doesn't really count, or just the other ones just never really ended in the first place. It did, six months. I think you have a problem with what ends are. <laughs> new beginnings. Oh ends wow! Ends just new beginnings. You haven't started yet. That's, that's how. Even more like pauses. You think this is the current one's a pause? I hope not. All right, I hope not either. I, I, actually, I do hope so. I hope so. I'm thinking about that lately. I pray for you. Wow. I say now I lay me down to sleep. <laughs> Marcus's soul, something yours to keep. Never Don't. mind that. We're gonna get out of here on the Dot Comedy Podcast. If he uh, dies, Mr. Chris Lawrence, thank you, sir, for coming on. It has been real. Um, it's been a while, man, and we 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 are proud of you. We I've been watching your career from the sidelines, and um, and. They're seeing you grow, man. You've been doing an awesome job ever since we first met you at uh, I think was he was he at um Splash? No, no, no. You never went to Splash. Where, where did we first meet Chris at? We were doing Baltimore stuff. That's a great. When did I? I, I met you no. doing something, Joey. No, it was a chauffeur oh, room. God, You're right. Remember what it was? It was a Dave chauffeur room. It was in Baltimore. Yes, as you do, as you meet each other at a chauffeur room, yes. And you were doing 
your imp- I still remember your Game of Thrones uh, Lannister impression. Oh, that's what I was doing back then. <laughs> yeah. God, your comedy was trash. <laughs> hey. Oh my God! Shots fired. Uh, I mean, he's. Grown. How dare you say it was trash? <laughs> I actually have gotten better. He has gotten better. He's. Oh, he's, Joey, he's... I have no doubts. I can. I. 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 I figured out what my problem is. So. <laughs> and knowing's half the battle. I haven't fixed it yet. <laughs> but know. now, now I know when I'm using useless words on on a microphone. <laughs> it's understandable. But yeah, man, it's been Chris. It's been a it's been a blast, brother. We uh we hope to have you back on again soon. Uh, Joey, any, any, uh, Chris, what's that show? The show you're gonna be on soon, bro. Well, first off, yeah, you're talking about the uh, the uh, Zoom comedy shows that I'm doing with Brock Snyder. No, I'm just kidding. January seventh <laughs> and eighth, um, the Goobies Joke House. I am hosting. All right. For All right. the comedians, comedian, uh, the best clean comedian in the in the country. Brian Regan, okay. uh, and uh, I'm very pumped up about it because he, you know, I looked up to him when I started comedy. He's a big influence, and they say don't meet your idols, but uh, man, I hope he's not an asshole. And then uh, <laughs> I'm sure he's a good guy. Yeah. yeah, and then I've got a bunch of clean comedy shows actually this month that I'm working on with Brock Snyder, so I'm pumped up about that. Oh, cool. And cool. Uh, since I might not be on the show again because you guys uh, – might not book me ever again. I will say that in March or hopefully next year, uh, the Ellicott Silly Comedy Festival, which I co-run with uh, Mike Quinlan, hopefully will be coming back. Okay. Um, hopefully if the coronavirus decides to go away. Um, and um, we'll get and you yeah, back hopefully on. look out for that. Let us know when it's when it's kicking out. We'll get you back. Yeah, on. we'll get you, definitely get you back on. Yeah. All right. I- All right, guys. Thank you. Joey. I got a show. You do? I'll be hosting a Zoom comedy show tomorrow. Oh, Black Star Entertainment? Starstruck Productions. Starstruck Productions. Black Star Entertainment. (laughs) Ipso facto. (laughs) I've named it like 19 different times, much like it's football team. Oh, man. But, hey, hey, uh, where's it? How can they get on it? Is there a link? Uh, they have to DM me for the link. I haven't okay. gotten a link yet. Slide into oh. Joey's DMs with all your news. Getting these DMs for the link. Singing news to Joey. Joey, did you did you change your uh, comedy name yet? Did you change your stage name to Joey Lafaro yet? No, that's Joey not... Lafaro, haha, the comedian. I have <laughs> never been that hack. Joey Lafaro at dot comedy. Who am I, Tom Myers? Com. Oh goodness. Ugh. Oh, shots fired, Tom Myers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we're going to get out of here, folks. It's been fun. It's been real. Candace didn't join us, um, but it was a good show anyway. We'll see you next time on the Dot Comedy Podcast. See you guys. <laughs>